when you have a business model that works, it's going to keep working no matter what. And that's what I love about master passive income, actually just rental properties in general. If you have the right process, it's going to do it and work for you. You're listening to The Life and Money Show, a podcast that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth for their families and impacting the world around them. And now here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Life and Money Show. I'm Annie Dickerson, and today I have a spectacular guest for you, my good friend, Dustin Heiner. He's the creator of Master Passive Income and just an all-around really swell guy. And you'll understand why I use the word swell when you meet him. He's so great. He's a big teddy bear. And more than that, he loves giving back. He's super successful, but also really, really humble. Some of you may have remembered Dustin from way back in one of our earliest episodes that we ever did on this podcast. I believe it was episode number 10, where Dustin shared about his journey and his growth. So if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and listen to that one. But in this episode, we dive into so much more, even beyond what we talked about in that initial episode. And one thing I wanted to highlight was the power of community. Some of you may know this, but When I first got into real estate, well, I guess I got into real estate twice. So the first time was when my husband and I fell into house hacking back when we lived in Washington, D.C. And I think many of you have heard me tell that story, but there was no community. It was just us. We found this duplex that seemed to work and we decided to house hack and it seemed to work. And we did it again and again. And we sort of, it was just something that we did. We never thought, oh, let's find other people who are doing this. Let's optimize this. Let's figure out how to do this even better. Let's grow this and scale this and turn this into a real business. We were just like, you know what? This makes sense. Let's just do it on the side. And so that sustained us for quite some time. Now, my second entry into real estate was into the world of real estate syndications. And that was such a different journey. And from the very beginning, it was all about community. As some of you may know, the world of syndications can be really quite complex. There's a lot of moving parts and nobody, nobody can do it all. I thought I could and that's what I set out to do when I first got into syndications but quickly realized it's a team sport. And I'm so fortunate that I was able to meet so many great people very early on. In fact, one of the first real estate conferences I went to is where I met Julie. And she and I struck up a conversation about how we were both so passionate about sharing with others, particularly moms and parents who are busy with life and with kids passionate about sharing with them how they could build wealth through investing in real estate. And so through that conversation, obviously, you guys know, so much has grown from that. And had I not gone to that conference, had I not been open to having that conversation, had I not stepped out of my comfort zone of being an introvert and sitting in the corner by myself, had I not had that conversation 
I wouldn't be here today. And you wouldn't be listening to this episode because we wouldn't have started that business. I wouldn't have seen the success that we've seen together in this business. And so it all started with that conversation, that one event. And that's what I want you to think about as you go into this episode, because we start this episode talking about Dustin and his journey. And quickly, we switch gears and we talk about the community aspect, because that's such a big part of why so many people see success in real estate investing are those people who build a community and learn from others who have gone before them. And I think really, that's such a key part of what separates people who see success in real estate, and those who don't. And so we talk a lot about community. And on top of that, I've been talking a lot with Dustin over the last several weeks about an event that he is putting on. It's called RubeCon, R-E-W-B, which stands for Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And it's going to be such a phenomenal event. It's coming up in March of this year. I will be there. I will be on stage. I'm actually speaking. I am one of the keynote speakers and I will be speaking at one of the sessions. But I'm even more excited, not about being on stage, but being off stage and networking because I know that's where the magic happens. And so I invite all of you, whether you're starting out in real estate or maybe you've invested in a few properties and they're doing well, but you're wondering what else is out there or you're wondering how you can better optimize the business that you've already built or optimize the investments you've already made. Well, I'd love to meet you there at this conference. And as Dustin will talk about, there's going to be so many great speakers, good friends of Dustin's and mine that we've met at many of these events now. And so we'd love to have you as part of our growing communities. So you'll hear more about it on this episode, but just wanted to highlight that for you there. And speaking of which, if you are new to the world of real estate, particularly passive investing and real estate syndications, a great place to start on top of that conference is our book. It's called Investing for Good. And we have a free hardcover copy for all of you. Just go to goodegginvestments.com slash book. Now with that, let's dive into our conversation with Dustin Heiner. Dustin, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Annie. I, I'm blessed and I'm really excited to be back on the show again. I think you and Julie, you guys do a fantastic job in not just like the podcast, but like even in your investing. So even just being able to hang around you guys is just fantastic. So thank you so much for having me on. Ah, oh, I'm Thrilled to have you here. For all of our listeners, if you haven't, please go back to episode number 10. Oh my goodness, I can't believe that's 100 <laughs> episodes ago when we originally had Dustin on. But Dustin, you and I met at a conference at FinCon a few years ago now, and I was struck right away by not only your success, but how warm you are and how open you are with everybody around you and how oh, you're much gonna make you me just... Blush. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> People just are naturally drawn to you. And not only that, you're so open with sharing how you've reached the success that you've reached. And with Master Passive Income, that's exactly what you do. So I want you to start, before we get into all that you're up to these days, I want you to start by taking us back a little bit through your journey and how real estate fell into your path in the first place. Yeah. So going back, I'll jump to the very, very end. When I was 37 years old, I quit my job because I had enough rental properties where I literally didn't need to work anymore. I had 30 plus properties. I was like, oh my goodness, even though I'm making $75,000 a year at this sit down nine to five job, I'm like, I am losing money. I need to quit so I can actually make good money what I'm getting paid for my value. So that's the end. Now, going back to the beginning, I've always been entrepreneurial and I've always thought that the goal would be to be independent. That was my entire goal growing up. But at the same time, we are all taught. I was definitely taught this and everybody else. If you've gone to school, this is what we're taught. You go to school, you get good grades. You get good grades, you go to college, get in thousands and thousands of dollars in debt, and then you get a piece of paper that's called a degree. Then you take it to a job, you try to get a job, and then you work that job for 40 plus years and eventually retire on what you've saved up on. And I thought, okay, well, that's the only way to do it. I'm going to go ahead and do that. So I was going down that process of basically having a career. At the same time, starting a couple of businesses along the way. When I was young, when I was 13 years old, very first business, quote unquote business I had, I was a newspaper delivery boy. So basically I had my bicycle with newspapers in there, throwing the newspaper at 5 a.m., banging oh the garage gosh. doors. A relic. Those <laughs> are, they're extinct now. <laughs> they're like, what's a newspaper? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, right. What that's right. And so- from there, I had a graphic website design company. I even had a skateboard manufacturing business, had a convenience store, started a convenience store from scratch, a pizzeria from scratch, started all these businesses. But I started realizing after reading a fantastic book, most people have already read it, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where I learned there's something different. There's a different way, a different path that you can go down, not this retire when you're 65, 70 years old and not going down the route of working one hour and getting paid for that one hour. I learned that there's something called passive income. And I thought, well, that's interesting. All these businesses that I've created, I have basically created another job for myself because if I didn't get that new skateboard to, man- to make, to sell, or a new website to create, or a new customer coming in the door, I wouldn't get paid. They're basically, I'm trading one boss, one big boss that takes care of all my money to many little bosses. So fast forward, what I decided to do was I want to create businesses, but I also know if you buy one real estate rental property, that can make money for you without even working among all the other benefits, holding on to appreciation, all that great stuff. And then I realized, oh my goodness, if I buy one rental property that makes me $250 or more every single month, that's $3,000 a year. If a boss came to you and says, hey, Dustin, would you want to have $3,000 extra a year in your paycheck? I'd be like, heck yes, of course I would. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I was like, man, if I do this one time, that's going to make me $250 a month. That's $3,000 a year without working. Then all I need to do is scale it up. It started really realizing if I wanted to do passive income, if I wanted to get rid of the rat race, if I wanted to quit when I was younger than 65, 70, all I had to do was multiply that out. So if I bought one property at 250 a month, that's $3,000 a year. 10 properties would be $2,500 a month without working, $30,000 a year in passive income. 20 properties would be $5,000 a month in passive income. Remember, don't work, not working at all. $60,000 a year in passive income. And all I need to do was continue to scale the business to whatever type of income that I wanted. And so here's a great thing. Even though people might think, how many properties do you have? That's a lot of work. I'm like, no, it's not. 
Here's the reason why. I build the business first. And so what I decided to do, because remember, I've always been entrepreneurial. I'm more of a businessman. When I approached investing, I thought this can be businessized. That's not, I'm just kind of torn corner, <laughs> but like, systematized. I can uh-huh. make it into a business. And so what I did was I hired the right people. So now quickly go through in two seconds, you'll understand how I literally don't work. I don't do anything. Reason why is number one, I don't pay my taxes. I don't pay my insurance. I don't pay my property manager. I don't pay for my mortgage. I don't pay any of that stuff. In fact, I don't have to get a job to pay that. My tenants pay for every bit of that. And so what's great is if I account for my expenses before I buy the property, even one like a property manager, because I get a lot of people say, well, how do you afford a property manager? Like, because I account for that expense before I buy the property. Then when I buy the property, I know my expenses are basically fixed. Mortgage is basically fixed. Taxes, insurance, all that sort of stuff is basically fixed. As long as I could rent it for $250 more in passive income, I realized, my goodness, even though I'm working this job, I can literally grow my business out of this job or myself out of this job by having this business. So fast forward now, after I've already built the business, making sure that it makes money without me doing any work. In fact, people have probably heard of the book, Four Hour Work Week. Well, my personal belief is working for four hours a week is for suckers. I like, I don't want to work four hours a week. I don't want to work four hours a month. I basically maybe work 30 minutes a month. And just by getting the property management statements and like, hey, everything looks good. And then putting it aside and go right back to play with my kids. And so fast forward to now, I built up a business to where I literally don't do a thing. Like if I get a text from my property manager once every other month, that's about the most I ever get. Everything else, I don't even think about it because they run it all. But at the same time, I still make that money in passive income. So as I was working that job, sacrificed, bought the next property, sacrificed, bought the next property. After probably seven years of buying property after property, eventually I had 30 plus properties. I'm like, shoot. This is for suckers. I'm leaving. And so there's also a quick story that I have. I've already shared in the previous episode where I actually get laid off. I'll give up the punchline. I got laid off. That's what got me into, I literally after my wife had our fourth child, like the week after we got our fourth child, I got laid off. And this was the working for the county government. So that's what pushed me into it. So it's a fun story. So you should definitely go back and listen to that one. But all that to say, that's what got me into where I am today. Now with Master Passive Income Coaching and sharing with people how to do this. Oh my goodness. As I'm listening to you telling your story, it's reminding me of my dreams and goals when I got into real estate investing too. I heard stories just like yours. I built up this portfolio of 10, 20, 30, 50 properties, and I don't work at all. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I want too. The difference though, is that I didn't approach it as a business. I didn't know that that's what I was supposed to do. I just thought, okay, I'm going to learn how to buy one property. Oh, cool. That was easy. Okay, well, let me go ahead and buy a second one and third one and fourth one. And then things started to fall apart. And because I didn't have the systems in place, all of that fell on my shoulder. So all of a sudden that passive income wasn't so passive anymore. But it sounds like with your story, that was such a key difference, that entrepreneurial mindset and that experience 
going into it, this wasn't your first rodeo. You had done this time and again, and you had figured out through these other businesses, going all the way back to when you were just a teenager, you had figured out all of the what had worked and what didn't work. And you knew the value of systems and you had a vision for where you wanted to go with your real estate investing. And I think that made all the difference. And that's just incredible. Retired, successfully unemployed, as you put it, at 37. What a dream. Oh, man. (laughs) Thanks. See, I started Master Passive Income. That's where I teach people how to do exactly what I did, show them how to build the business, buy properties. But it wasn't out of like, really, I want to make more money. It was out of, I literally, as I was quitting my job, I was like, I don't really need to do anything. And then I started telling all my friends and family members and coworkers, I'm quitting. They're like, well, Dustin, how are you quitting? I'm like, well, I'm quitting because I don't have to work. I have rental properties. The second question always comes like clockwork right afterwards. <laughs> Can you show me how to do that? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. well, I, yeah, sure, I guess. And so after teaching like literally a dozen of my friends and family members how to do it, where they become successful buying the properties and becoming actually successfully employed themselves, I realized, number one, this takes a lot of time teaching people one-on-one. Yeah. Like, There's got to be a better way. <laughs> yep. Then I started thinking, I really enjoy doing this. This is just fun for me to be able to share with people. Not so like I love real estate. Don't get me wrong. I love real estate, but it's what it affords me to be able to do in my life. I travel the world with my family before COVID. Now it's a little harder, but you still can. But going through Europe or all through Europe, we went on a six-week trip with my family through 11 different countries in Europe one year. The year before that, we went through Japan, six weeks driving through 1,200 miles around Japan on the left-hand oh, side of the road. Beautiful. Six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about my businesses. Went through mm-hmm. the West, sorry, the East Coast. Went, drove from Florida all the way up to New York City and Washington, D.C. I think it was 2019 on a six-week trip with my family. So we travel, but every single time, I don't even think about my properties. I don't think about my business because I've already told the experts. Here's a big thing. Zillow's not an expert. Redfin, LoopNet, like they're not experts. They're just databases that put together. We need to hire the experts who are literally there on the ground that'll say, oh, Dustin, like I'll give you an example. I go, hey, property manager, I'm thinking about buying this property. Can you tell me how much it could rent for? What type of clientele we're going to get? All that sort of stuff. Like, tell me about the information about this property. He'll say, you got a good property manager. Say, oh my goodness. Yeah. So I know that property. In fact, I have a property right around the corner from that property. We thought we could rent it for 1300, but we could only rent it for 11. And Zillow says 13 or 1400. We could not do that. It's only $1,100. Like, oh my goodness, that's really great information. That's expert information who knows exactly what it is. Because if I would run my numbers on the $1,300 from Zillow, I'd be losing money because I wouldn't be able to rent it for that. All that to say, what has happened is as I've implemented systems into the business, and Annie, you definitely understand this with everything you're doing here at Good Egg, in your real estate investing in your business, any business, if you hire good people, which my property managers, my inspectors, realtors, insurance brokers, mortgage brokers, all these people, I hire good people. Number one, I got to find them, number one. But number two, bring them on as contractors or employees or team members. When you do that, it makes everything so much easier because you hire the right people. They're the ones that are going to make your business so great and make your life easy. I remember my first property manager doing it wrong. Don't do it this way. This is the way I did it. I flew out to Ohio where I wanted, I didn't know anything. So I flew out to Ohio, found a realtor and a property manager and put them together and bought a house and they started renting. Then the property manager within six months started stealing from me because I didn't know what I was doing. I just hired the first person with a pulse. Yep. (laughs) From there, 
I realized I need to do it right. And then boom, and put everything in the business. And now having systems are literally what make it so I don't literally don't do anything now. Yeah. What a gift though, right? Like those moments when you hire somebody that's not the right fit or you fall into a deal that may not be a good one. In that moment, you suffer and you're like, ah, oh, this is the worst. Why is this happening? And then later you look back and you learn from that, right? That's the tuition that you pay. And later you look back and you're like, oh, that's why that happened. And that's what allowed me to get to where I am today. So speaking of which, I wanted to ask you, because I know such a big part of getting to the success that you've gotten to is people. You know, real estate is, people always think real estate is about buildings and numbers and spreadsheets, but really at the end of the day, it's about people. So Tell us a little bit about, in addition to the team that you've put together, how were you able, did you have mentors and coaches along the way? Did you read books? How did you get to the point where you were so confident and able to build up this business? Now, I'm going to tell you how I did it, but don't do it this way because I did it wrong. (laughs) So I'm very stubborn in a sense where I'm persistent is a nicer way to say it. But I knew it could work. I knew that the idea or the many thousands or however many people over the many, many years, hundreds of years of people investing in real estate, they've been successful. I just need to figure out the way to do it. I wish I would have. Now, when I was investing back in 2006, there was nobody that was really doing There's no podcast. There was no YouTube channel. I don't know if YouTube even probably existed back then. I don't know. <laughs> but there was nothing out there that was just free information. Now, there were books. There were also seminars that you would pay $100 to go to. And then it would basically be a sales pitch where they say, now run to the back and go get me $20,000. Yep. I went to one of those. I almost got <laughs> suckered into giving. It was $40,000. If I remember correctly, mm-hmm. the rental property one was $40,000. I thought, wow. oh my goodness, if I had, if I had $40,000, yeah. I'm not going to give it to you. I'll just go buy a house. And that's what I did. So I did it the wrong way. Fast forward to now, everything that you're putting out there, Annie, with Good Egg, everything that you sit, you know, what I have, like, there are so many people who just want to give, who have been successful and blessed to be able to be where they're at now. And I didn't have a mentor. I didn't, but it took me so much longer to become successful. You know, when I was 37, I might have, if I had a mentor or a coach or somebody that would be able to walk me through the process, I might have been like 30, 31, 32. I'll give you an example. So I coach a lot of students investing in real estate and rental property specifically. So four units and below residential homes. And I have a lot of students who are younger and I love working with younger students, like 17, 18, 19 years old. Cause I'm like, I wish I was in your position back then. Like I didn't even have that mindset. I was just dumb. So you're there. But I have students who started working with me when I was like 24, 25, 26 years old. And within three years, because I've helped them, number one, jump over the hurdles or jump over the landmines. Like, hey, there's a problem. Skip over that or don't buy that house. That's a bad one. I didn't have people telling me that. But because I was able to do that for my students, they went from like 10-year process down to like two, three or four years, skipping over landmines and getting all the problems out. Because I say, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. Here are your options. These are repercussions. These are the good things, the benefits, and then speeding up the timeline. And so I have students that are literally, what would give you an example, one student in December of 2019. So three months before COVID hit, he started coaching with me. He hired me on as a coach. I'm like, great, let's get started. In 18 months, even through COVID, in 18 months, he has literally bought 11 duplexes. So he's 22 doors and he has now has $7,000 a month in passive income. And he's like 24. 
25 years old. I'm like, dude, you are crushing it. I wish I was that successful when I first got started. And so when you're around people that have done it, number one, and number two, just want to help, it speeds up the timeline. It helps you to save money, to make more money. It, it makes everything better when you have other people around you that are going to help you to be successful. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, from the very beginning, I mean, and this is what I did differently with my personal rental property venture, I'll call it, versus what we've done with Good Egg. With the rental property stuff, I didn't get a coach. I just figured, you know what? I'll read some books and I'll try to figure it out on my own. Hey, it looks like it's working decently okay. But on the Good Egg side, we really wanted to build something spectacular. And from the very beginning, we built up this community around us. And just as you're talking about that community aspect, I think is so important because Real estate isn't as sexy as the really successful real estate investors make it out to be, right? There's spreadsheets, there's late nights, especially when you're starting out and there's lots and lots of questions. You're reading a contract or an inspection report. There's lots of things that you'll need to lean on others who have been through that process before. And so that community aspect is so important. And so I love that you're building up that community through Master Passive Income. Could you real quick just share with us, now that you've coached so many people to get started in investing in rental properties, what are maybe some of the top things that people get hung up on? Oh, that's literally a great question. So I'll give you a couple of things. Number one, when you're building the business, remember, if you hear me on my podcast or anything, you always hear me say it over and over again, we build the business first. Now, what's going to happen is a lot of students, they'll say, hey, Dustin, I just got started, or we start coaching. They start going through the course. They start learning. And the first thing they do is they start finding realtors in a city. I'm like, stop, stop, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Don't do that. And in fact, realtors are like the last people we call. Not saying that they're bad. We just don't need them until we actually have the yeah. business built. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we need to do is build the business. Now, what that looks like is if you're going to start a business, you're not going to go into a business that you can actually make money. Give you an example. Let's say you're going to create a convenience store. Now, a convenience store, found machines, candy bars, all that sort of stuff. You're not going to sign a lease for a location, open the doors and put a box of candy bars in there to hope to run a business. You're not. In fact, you'll go out of business in two seconds. No, what mm -hmm. you would do instead is you would get the gondolas. Those are shelving units. You'll get the countertops, the cold storage, fountain machines, cash registers, bank account, insurance, all that sort of stuff before you buy any inventory. Then once you have all that set up, then you buy the inventory, you put it in your business. Same thing with real estate investing. You want to make sure if you're going to invest in any city that there's number one, there's inventory. If there's no inventory, if there's like, it's a small town, one house there, nobody's going to rent it. You don't have inventory. So don't buy there. You want to look for a city that has more inventory. Then you build the business. After you know there's an inventory there, three bedroom, two bath, I'll give you a little more criteria, three bedroom, two bath in a certain, makes you $250 a month, 1,200 to 1,500 square feet. You don't want it too big where it's going to cost a lot of money to fix it up. You don't want it too small where people want, want to rent it. Then once you know there's inventory, then we build the business. We pause looking at properties. Now we're still going to analyze them. So we get used to what properties are on the market. But what we do then is we start calling and interviewing people. This is the hardest part. If anybody gets stuck, it's at this part. It's not getting the deals. The deals will come. The deals are fine. We put in offers. We'll get them. And not even the financing. The financing is even hard. I show my students 15 different ways to get financing. There's so many different ways to do it. You just need to know that they're out there. But the biggest part 
that they get stuck on is building the business. Number one, finding a property manager. If you're going to pick anybody that you need to, number one, get this down pat, meaning if you have a football team, you want to have the best quarterback out there. You're not going to just get, you know, hey, get offense line and put him in a quarterback. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to get the best quarterback. Your property manager is literally your quarterback. And so what you're going to do, here's a suggestion. What I suggest is you call up three or more property managers in that area. Don't text, don't email, don't just wait on a voicemail. You literally need to talk to them on the phone, just like you're hiring an employee. Imagine you had a business that had a store that had customers coming in and out every single day. You need to have a reliable employee in there. You're literally going to interview them. You're not going to just text, hey, employee, can you know, text them? I'm using my fingers if you're listening to it. You're texting <laughs> them, hey, are you a good employee? No, that's not going to work. You're actually going to interview them. So the biggest hangup is building the business, starting with your property manager. Then we look at mortgage brokers, making sure we can get financing, private money, hard money. Then we get insurance. Then we get contractors, plumbers. We build that all out. Then once we have those people in place, we've already figured out who we want. That's when we get the realtors, wholesalers, other investors. That's when we get the deals coming in. And here's the great thing. As soon as you have the business built, I invest Texas, Ohio, and Arizona. And in these areas, I've already built the business. I don't need to build it again. What it takes for me to build, meaning like scaling the business, is I have people send me deals all the time. I just wake up in the morning, drink my coffee, open my email, <laughs> and look at all the deals that come in and say, oh, I don't like that one. Hey, that looks like a good one. Let me look at that further. And then it takes me literally an hour, maybe an hour and a half total of my time from saying, I like that property, put in an offer. Property manager, go look at the property. Let's go in and get a contract, get in a title company. Because remember, this is all the other people doing the work. I don't do that work. I'm not the title company. I'm not the realtor. I'm not any of that stuff. And all I got to do is wire the money. And then it's literally an hour and a half of my time. But all the work up front, that was the hard part. But now that it's done, it's literally done. And I just, it just takes me an hour and a half. And then I buy another property and put it in. So my wife, she has always been really hesitant, risk averse. But as soon as I got her into the business and helped her to realize that it works after years of passive income coming in, the first time it was so hard. Analyze all the deal with her. I just show her how it's going to work and all that sort of stuff because she was really nervous. After so many years, I was a little bit ago, maybe about a couple of year or two ago, I came home and said, hey, babe, I bought a duplex and three single family homes today. And she goes, oh, that's good. Okay. And then he goes, right. Long story short, when you have a business model that works, it's going to keep working no matter what. And that's what I love about master passive income, actually just rental properties in general, if you have the right process, it's going to do it and work for you. We'll get back to our conversation with Dustin in just a minute. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid, like we were, that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations, and as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. 
we could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day. Because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. And now back to our chat with Dustin Heiner. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's like, honey, I'm home today. I brought <laughs> bought a, a carton of eggs and uh, milk. And oh, by the way, I bought some duplexes. And I, exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love that. As you're talking, I'm realizing, wow, I built my rental property business completely backwards because I did exactly what you just said. I went out. First thing I did was I looked at properties. I called the brokers and I did a little market research, but that was about it. And I called the brokers. When I got the deal, I was like, oh my gosh, now I got to go find a property manager. Oh, now I got to find insurance. And I did it all backwards. But it's key insights like this that you get from only, you can't learn this from a book. You've got to learn it from other people. And that's why the community aspect is so important. So I want to go back to that because I know now through the community that you've built through Master Passive Income, now they're such a robust community. And I know you've had so many success stories. And I know that through that, you've also, you're putting together an event to further build out this community. So tell us a little bit more about that. So- this is fantastic. I'm so blessed to be a part of number one, master passive income. As I've coached people, I've just been around so many good people that have come in to the community, to my, I guess, realm of influence, or just hanging out with me. And they're really great people. And what happened was in October of 2021, they said, Hey, Dustin, we want to have an in-person gathering. Like we all like each other. We get our group calls. We all talk to each other. We want to hang out together. All right. I thought that's a good idea. And then at the same time, I thought, well, number one, I'm not that egotistical to brand an event around me. I don't want that at all. (laughs) And number two, I thought, I know a lot of great investors who I can bring together, like obviously you, Annie, and other great people that can show not just rental properties, but all aspects from multifamily syndication to land investing to midterm or Airbnb or communal living or commercial, like literally everything out there. And I thought, I know a lot of friends of mine who have their own audiences. Maybe they want meetups too. Maybe they want a gathering for their people. And so honestly, Annie, you're literally the second person. So Seth Williams <laughs> and you, and the same, like I called Seth first and I called you. Yep. I said, Hey, what do you think about doing this? And from that two calls got me thinking this might be possible. Meaning you guys both said hundred percent we're in, <laughs> this is going to be mm-hmm. great. And then from there, I've literally had 22 or 23. One other speaker is going to be coming on. I think they said they're going to let me know today or tomorrow. But anyways, 20 plus speakers who have their own audiences, who teach different things, who show like private money, how to close more deals with private money, how to do syndication, how to do passive investing, whatever it might be, we're bringing all of us together and not just the learning. No, don't get me wrong. When you go to a conference, the learning is great. That's fantastic. 
But what you can't get there, now you can always get the replays, get the recordings, and you can watch them later for the content. But what you're not going to get is the in-person networking, the community that is actually built there. I know my business, Master Passive Income, from meeting you and all these other great people at FinCon or other great conferences, my business has gotten so much better because I learn not from the sessions, which they're great. I learn from those. But I learned so much more like after 8 or 9 p.m. at night, like when we're just hanging out. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my (laughs) goodness, you do that? That's great. I didn't know that. Let me learn that and, and put that in my business. All that to say, I decided after talking to both you and my friend, Seth, and I was like, you know what? Let's do this. And so in March of 2022, which obviously is this year now, but in March, where I decided let's put a, a conference together. It's an event. We're all going to bring all of our audiences together to hang out, to teach, to communicate, and as well, build a community. And that's the great thing about bringing on people. Honestly, Annie, like you, you're a giver. I try to, as best I can, to be a giver as well. And so everybody that I'm bringing on who's bringing their audience, they're givers. And so great thing about this conference is you're going to see us, like all of us investors, influencers that have our own audiences, we're literally going to be walking around, talking to people, hanging out with people. And here's a great thing. Even being community-driven, I even want to have times where there's a block. Like, let's say, hey, you want to hang out with Annie and Good Egg? Here's a room for an hour. Go in and hang out with Annie for this one meetup. You're going to be inside of here. That sort of sort of things. And even on Saturday night, which is the closing party, I'm calling it, since we're in Arizona, is where it's going to be, downtown Phoenix, I'm calling the closing fiesta, where we're, the entire community is going to be there. We're all going to be hanging out together. All the speakers, all the influencers, all the people in attendance, we're going to be there because the main thing that we're trying to build is a community. That's not just the event. If you go to the event, you kind of get high. You're like, oh my goodness, this is fantastic. And then a week or two later, like, oh, you come off the mountain and you're like, oh, now you're back to real life. Well, we don't want that coming back to the mountain and forgetting all this. We want this community to continue on year after year after year. So Lord willing, I'll be able to do this, have this conference. If I don't lose too much money on this first one, (laughs) we're able to have it, Lord willing, be able to have it the next year. And then the year after that, and then the year after that to where it's a continually growing community of great people who want to help each other invest. And so from that now, like I said, I have 20 plus speakers coming, but like I said, they're bringing their audiences together. And so hopefully masterminds pop out of that, investors that partner with each other or say, hey, I have a little bit extra money. Let me invest with you. Let me pass along deals. All that sort of stuff is all what we're trying to do here with the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. So if you want to check out, actually, we're going to talk a lot more, but right now I wanted to share. I want everybody, since you are listening to this right now, and Annie is a good friend of mine, I want to give everybody in her audience $50 off the ticket to come and hang out with all of us at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. So if you go to R-E-W-B-C-O-N.com, rubcon.com, you go there, you get your ticket. If you use the promo code Annie, just like it's spelled, just like it sounds, use the promo code Annie, you'll get $50 off the ticket. And on top of that, I'm going to be able to know that you're a part of Annie's community and Annie is going to be basically planning a way to get together with all the people in the community. So she'll know who's a part of the community that's a part of this and you'll get $50 off and you'll all be able to hang out together. So I want to make sure that everybody knows that this is for you. This is for new investors, intermediate investors, not necessarily, I'm not going to ostracize advanced investors, 
but you're not going to learn, hey, this contract is not the nuts and bolts. This is building a community. And so if you're brand new, this is absolutely for you. If you're intermediate, this is absolutely for you. If you're advanced, eventually in the next three to five years, I'm going to have an advanced track, which means lots of lessons and teaching on advanced. But here's the great thing. I know just by being around great people like Annie and all the other speakers, I get better just because I am around them. And even just, hey, we're hanging out, having lunch or dinner or something. Ideas come up, great things happen. So yeah, so that's everything about the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference that about the community. So I hope people get the vision that what we're building is a community. No, it's just, oh my gosh, I'm excited, first of all, to just get back out there this year to conferences. But this one in particular, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference that you're putting together, I tell you, it's like nothing else in the world of real estate. I've been looking for an event like this since I got into real estate. And that's why I loved FinCon so much is because one, there's no sales pitch. And two, it's all about community. It's not that you're not going to learn those advanced topics and strategies. It's that you're put in a room where mm-hmm. you can share that collective knowledge. And th- I guarantee you, no matter what you're interested in investing in, there's going to be somebody in that room who holds the key to unlock whatever you want to do. And that's what I love about this conference is that it's just like it almost mirrors this podcast in a way, because on this podcast, podcast, what we love to do is bring on different people investing in different things, investing in land or wholesaling or all sorts of different things. And that's what this conference is about. It's really giving people a buffet of options. And that's what I'm all about. And I'm going to the conference. Not only will I be on stage, but I'm excited to go and learn from all these other influencers and these experts investing in all these different areas of real estate. Because while I specialize in multifamily syndications, that's not all I invest in. I have a portfolio of a whole bunch of different things. I've dabbled in land investing. I have rental properties. I just invested in a crypto fund. So all these things, I'm always looking for new strategies and I love getting inspired by other people's stories and their success. And whenever I go to an event like this, I always think if there's just one person I can meet or one strategy I can take away, Mm -hmm. then it will all be worth it. And I know that you are a fun guy. So on top of everything else that you're going to be, you and all the speakers are going to be teaching at this conference, I know it's going to be one heck of a good time. So I'm looking forward to that as well. So tell us a little bit about if people do go to this conference, when they leave, what can they expect to take away? Yeah. And the reason why is because if you've ever been to any other conferences or even just those seminars that they put on, you know, at 2 a.m., you're just at home watching TV and there a commercial comes on. It's a little sales pitch for, hey, this seminar, we're coming to your town for free. Come and learn. And then you get into this two-day seminar and you spend $1,000 to go to this two-day seminar and then they want $40,000. That's how they got me. So <laughs> if you go to any conferences now, that's normal real estate investor conference, you're going to see just, and I'm going to say even, I'll pull one out, like the 10X conference. If you go to a 10X conference, it's literally a sales pitch. Every single thing is a sales pitch (laughs) because at the very end, they're going to say, now run to the back and go give us $30,000 on your credit cards. That's not what this event is all about. If you remember, I said, it's all about community. And so what I'm pushing for in this entire event from here on out is literally a no sales pitch 
conference. I don't want any sales pitches. Like I know people would want to work with me coaching them how to invest in real estate, but that's not my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is to make more friends, build a community, have a lot of fun with everybody. But it so happens that somebody says, you know what? I like how Dustin talks about it. I like his idea, his plan. Let me start working with him. That's totally fine. If you want to work with me, or if you, somebody wants to work with Annie, or if you want to start working with my friend, Seth, who does land, that's great. But we're not there to pitch anything. We're literally there to build a community help each other out. And so you're going to find this is a no sales pitch conference. And we're also going to be bringing on some great sponsors as well. People or companies that we personally use, not companies that are like, oh, let's just try to get money to get people in there to fill up spaces for vendors. No, these are like literally companies that we use for our own businesses. We're like, let's just share this with you guys as well. So everything about this conference, what you're going to be taking away, number one, hopefully you're going to be meeting a lot of great people. And if you're an introvert, I can completely understand that you're like, oh my goodness, I'm meeting new people. It's going to be rough. Let me give you an example of something that I did recently, but a couple of years ago with my brother. So we went to a conference called FlynnCon. It was Pat Flynn's conference. And I took my brother. My brother is absolutely an introvert. If you could tell, I'm kind of an extrovert, not more so like very extroverted. And so my brother is totally introverted, totally different. And so from the very beginning, I was like, his name's Sky. I was like, Sky, no matter what, you're going to learn things, which is great, but you can always watch those recordings. What you can't get is the communication of building a community. Literally there in that event, if you don't build a community right now, if you don't meet people right then and there, you're not going to do that two weeks from now. You can watch those two weeks from now. So fast forward to my brother. I'm trying to encourage him this because he's admitted very many conferences, being introverted. He would always say, hey, I'm going to go back to the room. Like, why are you going back to the room? There's so many people to talk to. Well, the session's over. I'm going to go back to the room. Like, no, don't do this. I'm like, I said, Sky, this is what you need to do. You need to force yourself to get out of being an extrovert. Where just like I, I'm very sorry, introvert. I'm very extroverted. There are times I need to force myself to not be an extrovert, be an introvert and listen and be there in the moment for the one specific person, as opposed to be like how I normally am. Hey, everybody, I'm here. <laughs> That's how I normally am. But I need to be focused on one person. So I said, Sky, this is what you need to do. You need to put that away for these two days. Push yourself, get out of that comfort zone and make yourself do this. Cause I guarantee you, like literally guarantee, I'll pay for your ticket if this doesn't come true. You will find that in the meeting of other people, in the community that you're building, the network that you're gonna do, you're gonna learn so much and grow so much that it's gonna be outstanding. Fast forward two days of him forcing himself to do that. Now there was the very first night, after about two hours, he's like, okay, I really got to go. Yeah. And he went back to his room, which is understandable. <laughs> it was either the second or last night. He literally stayed out till like 2 a.m. with me because after that first night, he got home back to his room. He said, you know what? Those two hours, I had great conversations. The next night, he forced himself to do that. Fast forward now, after one conversation that he had on the very last night that he made himself stay out till like, you know, 1 or 2 a.m. talking to people. Fast forward now, two years later, he started a business a membership business from that one conversation that has literally just exploded his business. So from that one conversation, forcing himself to get out and talk to people, his now business has exploded. So just like you said, Annie, trying to meet that one person, try to get that one insight, that one idea, you're not going to get that just by watching a video. You could watch all this stuff on YouTube. More than likely, you're going to find everything on YouTube. It's the networking while you are there. And I do get this question, Annie, from people. How come you don't have a virtual option? It's like, well, the biggest reason why 
you cannot build community virtually. Like, I just know you can't. In fact, you might try like, hey, let's chat. It's not going to work. <laughs> it literally needs to be in person. And so that's why you can buy the recordings. You can watch them later. In fact, whenever I go to conferences, Annie, you, you definitely know this. I don't go to any sessions. I literally don't. Oh, no, don't. me I, neither. <laughs> yeah, we can watch those later. Yep. This is when mm-hmm. I can talk to people yes. and I learn so much. So yeah, that's what you're going to be taking out of this is the people along with you. And like I said, I want this to be a year after year, not just conference, community. And so more than likely, at least my goal, at least right now, I'm trying to figure out maybe creating like a Slack group or Slack channel to where Mm -hmm. we're all in there. We're all talking like, here's a multifamily thread, here's this land thread or whatever it might be, but we're all continually growing together. Love that. You are such a giver and I'm so fortunate to be part of this event. I can't wait to be there. And for all of our listeners, if you are even thinking about going, that is the universe telling you that you need to be there. There's something there that you're going to take away that's going to change the trajectory of your investing journey and your life. So I hope to see all of you there. All right, now we're going to transition and do our life and money show spotlight round before we wrap up. So, Dustin, you ready? I sure am. All right. First question, share with us one thing that you're doing to live a meaningful and intentional life by design. Well, number one with real estate allows me to have money. Let me give you quickly walk you through the four legacies that it seems like we all desire to build. Number one, the first legacy is a money legacy, basically having money to be able to buy whatever you want, to be able to afford your bills, you know, pay your bills, and just having the money to be able to do whatever you want with that money. That then leads into the second legacy, which is a time legacy. So if you have enough money, you can eventually quit your job, then you have more time to do whatever you want. So I've been blessed money legacy. I have that definitely taken care of. Time now, I quit my job when I was 37 years old. Now that's 40 plus hours of my week taken back to me. I can do whatever I want with it. So that time is now mine. So I have enough time to do whatever I want. The next one is a relationship legacy. So the money allows you, affords you time. The time affords you to have your relationship. So for me, developing, if you're able to watch this on YouTube, you can see all my kids in the background. I have four kids. I love my wife. I love being around them. She homeschools. I have the easy job of making money. She's got the hard (laughs) job of homeschooling the kids. So I'm home all day with them because I love being home with them. I love being around my kids. So that relationship legacy, praise the Lord, I've been able, blessed to be able to develop that. Now, the last thing, the fourth type of legacy that we all try to build is a service legacy. If you're blessed to be able to get from money to time, time to relationships, the next one, the last one is a service legacy. And I found the more people that I serve, the better my life gets and the better other people's life gets. That's why creating master passive income, just literally giving all this stuff away for free, like how to do this, creating this real estate wealth builders where I have a lot of money running online. Like I have to sign with the hotel, like $120,000 guarantee. Like if everything fails, I literally have to give them $120,000. Like, oh, well, nothing venture, nothing gained. But if I serve that many more people, that's that much more better than everybody else's life gets. So the money goes into time. Time goes into relationships. The relationships go into serving now. So right now, I'm just at the phase of my life. I'm blessed to be at this phase of my life where the more people I serve, the better my life gets. 
Oh, I love that. The four legacies. I'm definitely going to have to write that one down. Those are so good. And it's so true, right? I think so many people get stuck at the money legacy and they get stuck there and they never get to see the freedoms that you're afforded through time and relationships and through service. And so I love that. Thank you for sharing that. All right. Next question is about others. Perfect for service, right? So share with us one life or money hack. And by hack, we just mean tip, resource, book, anything that has helped you on your journey that you think will help others too. I could easily say the number one thing that I'm doing in my life right now that I would recommend for everybody, especially even my kids, is create passive income opportunities, businesses, whatever it might be. That's the number one thing. Because Remember, if you remember, I always said, we're all taught to just work a job and just retire. No, don't do that. Go with passive income. But it's easy to say that, but here's a better way to explain it. There's two books that I would definitely recommend reading. The first one is The Richest Man in Babylon. That's by George S. Clausen, Richest Man in Babylon, and Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So those are Ah. the two books, Richest Man in Babylon and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, Richest Man in Babylon will help you to understand finances, how to build businesses, how to make your money work for you. Then the second one is Rich Dad Poor Dad, which actually helps you learn passive income, how in today's world to actually apply all that. So both those books goes after what I like to say, what I'm doing the rest of my life is building up passive income stream businesses and businesses that I get to hire great people to do good work for other people. So yeah, that's what I would suggest, passive income, but then definitely grab those two books, Richest Man in Babylon and Rich Dad Poor Dad. Love that. Yes. That little purple book has made a difference in so many people's lives. And it's a good reminder too, for me to read Richest Man in Babylon. It's been on my reading list for so long. You have never read it? No, I haven't Uh, read it, but I love it's a parable or like- It is. Well, it's basically a fictional story that Mm -hmm. literally teaches practical principles for money and to Mm. be like the richest man in Babylon. It was written back like- 50s, 40s, but it is so fantastic because the stories, it literally drives that into your brain of like, oh my goodness. Yes, I could definitely see how that works. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to pick that up now. Ah, such a good reminder. Okay. Last question is share with us one thing you're doing to make the world a better place. So I love serving. I really, what it comes down to be completely honest, like I said, more people I serve, the better my life gets. And What's great is definitely having more money. That's not the option for me. Or that's not the goal for me. It's something that's a byproduct of serving more people. Give an example. The more houses that I buy, the more people that I can give great housing to, but that makes me more money. Like I said, $250 a month in passive income. You just keep multiplying that out more properties. That as well as if I serve more people, let's say at my church, like I run the Awana program at church, which is basically teaching kids how to memorize Bible Awana. scripture. Yeah, oh, yeah, I did that when I was a kid. Oh, nice. I had the vest and the jewels and the patches and everything. <laughs> you so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I'm the Awana commander at my church. And so I'm able to serve. Right now we have 200 kids in the ministry. We have 60 leaders. So I'm able to lead this many people. It's just a blessing to be able to serve that. But then also everybody that I'm literally showing how to invest in real estate, be it single family homes, but then even creating real estate wealth builders conference. I can just serve that many more people. And I'm just thinking of what new ways can I serve more people? We'll see what happens next after this. But right now it's definitely real estate wealth builders is the biggest thing that's going on in my brain right now, but everything else just revolves around serving. Oh, 
Love that. Oh my gosh. And you took me way back with Awana. That's so cool. <laughs> That's super cool. Well, Dustin, remind everybody one more time, if they are interested in learning more or coming to the conference, where can they go? You can absolutely go to REWB. So just like it's the abbreviations, REWB, Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. So REWBCON.com. Rubecon.com. At least that's the name I'm trying to coin. Rubecon.com. I could do real estate conference, but it's like short is recon. Like we're not reconning things. (laughs) Anyways, so fast forward to REWBCON.com. And you also make sure you use Annie's promo code, use the word Annie, and you'll get $50 off. Like I said, I'm pricing this as low as I can to try to get as many people there as possible without doing sales pitch, you know, say, give me thousands and thousands of dollars afterwards. But at the same time, we got to cover expenses. So I'm just praying I don't lose money on, on this event, but it'll be great. I'm super pumped. Right now we have already 50 tickets sold and it's only been like a couple of weeks that I've been selling. So we already have 50 tickets. And here's the thing, even if we only get to like 200 people, if we get to just 200 people, just imagine this, how intimate that is going to be. 200 people, you could literally meet every single one of those 200 people, as well as the speakers that are there. If there was 2,000 people, you'd be like a sea of people. Like, oh my goodness, there's so many people. With this being the first event, we're going to have one, hopefully, Lord willing, every single year after this. As we're doing that, it's going to get bigger and bigger. Right now, being the inaugural event, it's going to be such an intimate community. It's going to be fantastic. And what's also great is I did in my membership when I was coaching people, when I had somebody... Did I ever share this? Or I just had an interview. Did I share that this comment about coaching people? I don't think so. Probably not. So. Okay. Yeah. I just had an interview just before this. So I apologize. So it's all running together. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so here's what happened. So I decided instead of selling courses, courses were boring, not just boring, I frustrating because I would sell a course to a student and only 20% of all the students would actually finish and be Mm -hmm. successful, which was so frustrating. I'm like, I didn't make this to make money. I want to help you. And so I created a membership. I basically created group coaching, which is great because I love people. So I wanted to interact with people. Mm -hmm. And so it shot up from 20% finishing to getting, be successful to like 80 to 85% of the people because of this group coaching. But here's the funny thing. When I first started, I, okay, everybody signed up for the group coaching. I had like three people, three people Mm -hmm. show up to the very first coaching And one thought would be, oh my goodness, there's only three people. How good can it be? No, no, no. This is three people that are getting one-on-one coaching. You may be thinking, I'd be better if there's 20 or 30 people. I'm like, no, that's actually worse because you're not getting Mm -hmm. my time. You're literally getting one-on-one coaching with me. So same thing with this real estate world. Even if there's only the 50 people that show up, it's going to be so intimate. It's going to be so fantastic. So either way, you definitely need to be there. You get to hang out with Annie. I can't wait to hang out with you, Annie, again. It's going to be great. (laughs) Likewise. Well, for all of our listeners, first, we'll have those links for you in the show notes, but also... As you can tell from this conversation, Dustin has a heart of gold and he's in this not for the money, but really to give back. And so I'm super excited to be there. And so for all of our listeners, do us a favor. 
whether or not you intend to go to the conference yourself, if you know of anybody who might be starting out in real estate and wants to get connected to a community, share this episode with them, share that link with them, because we'd love to have them there. Well, Dustin, it's been another great episode. It's been such a pleasure having you here. Dustin Heiner, creator of Master Passive Income and organizer of the upcoming RubeCon Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference coming up in March. Thank you so much for being here with us, Dustin. Thank you so much, Annie. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to The Life and Money Show, the number one podcast for people who, like you, are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth, and making an impact in the world. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com and be sure to join the Life and Money Show community on Facebook. And if you got value out of this show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations. 